Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for November 16th, 2022. If you're new here, the way this works is every day, we call it today's word, Monday through Friday. I get a word from God. We look at some scripture, and a lot of times I'm teaching a series, and I provide you the scripture, we break it down, and then I give you some actionable steps or some practical teaching that you could take the word of God and then apply it in, in a practical and pragmatic way to your daily living. This is today's word. Right now I'm teaching a series on success. Don't you want to be a success? I know I do. I don't think I've ever met somebody that wants to be a failure. So we want to be a success, but we want to be a success in God's eyes. We want to learn how to do things God's way, and we want to experience God's best during the short time that we have on this planet. So as we've been learning, this today's part 40. So we're eight weeks into this. Pursuing Grace-Based Success, part 40. And the title of today's message is the connection between faith and rest. Put it in the chat. Say, I live by faith. Say it out loud. Say, I live by faith. So as a believer, I walk and live by faith. Four places in the Bible. In uh, Habakkuk 2 and 4, Romans 1 and 17, Galatians 3 and 11, Hebrews 10 and 38, the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. Habakkuk 2 and 4 makes it more specific. Say, the just shall live by his faith. And so we're living by faith. We're living by our faith. But I'm learning, you're learning, we're learning that there is a component to faith called rest. The highest form of faith is rest. And today I'm going to talk about the connection between faith and rest. Say this out loud, put it in the chat. I enter into God's rest. God wants you to become a success, but he doesn't want you stressing or worrying about it. Say this by faith. I enter into God's rest. Get ready for the word. So everybody's putting some stuff in the chat. Thank you so much for entering into God's rest. As I'm teeing up the message for this morning, think about it this way. Has God ever given you a promise? Has God ever spoken to you about something that he made it very clear that you're going to have and that it is part of your next season? However, while you're waiting on it, things get sometimes things get worse before they get better. Things get harder before they get easier. And you start to doubt God. And, and Satan comes in and sows seeds of fear and doubt and unbelief. And now... Because God said it, at first you thought it was okay, cool. But now that you see how hard it is to actually experience what God said, I don't know, sometimes people like shirk back and they don't want to like really receive or go through what they have to go through in order to get what God is saying. You got it? That happens all the time. But you and I, guess what we're going to do? Look at me. We're going to live by faith. We're going to believe God. We're going to stand on the promises of God and come what may, come hell or high water. We're not going to, we will not cave in. We will not back down. We will not quit. We will not cower in any way. There's, there's, say there's no quit in me. Say that in the chat. There's no quit in me. And so for us to stand by faith and not, not be moved, for us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that our labor is not in vain in the Lord, for us to live like that, we got to enter into God's rest. That's what we're going to learn about today. So Hebrews, here's our foundational scriptures. Hebrews, oh uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm gonna get to Hebrews chapter four, but let me give you some foundational scriptures first. Ephesians 2, 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. 
Now, listen, all you did was you got saved by grace. It is a gift from God. God offered you a gift, his eternal life. All you did was receive it. So you didn't do anything. All you did was receive the gift. You didn't work for it. You just received it. And so since you didn't do anything, all you did was receive the gift, you have nothing to boast about. It's not about your works. God has made us what we are in Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. So say this, I wasn't saved by work, but I'm saved for work. Or say, put this in the chat, I have work to do. So while you were not saved by your works, but now that you're born again, there's some works that you're supposed to be doing. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now for our benefit, God made him Jesus to become wisdom itself, and he made us right with him. Say, I'm the righteousness of God. So I'm the righteousness of God by faith. And the Bible says he made us pure and holy and freed us from sin. All of that is because of Jesus. None of that is because of me. The text says, verse 31, I can't boast. If I'm going to boast, I need to boast in God, not in me. My boast has to be in him because I'm. It's, it's all about him. My life is all about him. 2 Timothy 1 and 9 says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works. It's not about you and your performance. It's according to his own purpose and grace. He gave us both purpose and grace in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. And so in Hebrews chapter 4, Yesterday, I shared with you verses 1 through 11, where we're talking about entering into God's rest. Let me look at Hebrews 4 and 2, and then we'll get into the message this morning. Hebrews 4 and 2 says, for unto us, say us, for unto us was the gospel preached, the good news. There was some good news that was preached unto us, and it was also preached unto them, but it did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Let me say that again. So there was some good news from, this is Numbers chapter 13, Numbers chapter 14. The writer of Hebrews is talking about it in Hebrews chapter four. And he says, listen, it's kind of like this. There was good news. There was a gospel. Good news that was, that was preached. That was like, hey, God has given you this land. It was preached to us as well as it was preached to them. We can be in the same place. You and I, look at me. We can be in the same place at the same time, hear the same word from God. One person believe it, the other person not believe it. One person mix it with faith, the other person not mix it with faith. So he says the gospel was preached unto us as well as unto them, but it didn't profit them. It profited me, but it didn't profit them. Why? Because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. I'm talking today about the connection between faith and rest. There's a connection between faith and rest. The gospel that the writer of Hebrews is talking about here is he's basically saying, hey, there was a, a gospel of grace. There was a message of grace that was preached. What was that message? The message was preached by Moses. Moses said, hey, God is giving us this land. The Lord says the land is ours. The Lord says he promised to give it to us some 400 years ago. The Lord says he promised to give it to our forefather, Abraham. And, and what he said to Abraham is now finally coming to pass. I'm talking to somebody right now. Listen to me. God, sometimes what God said to your grandmother, what God said to your grandfather, he's going to bring it to pass in your life. He's saying what God said to Abraham, he's bringing it to pass in our life. It, it, and so this is it. This is the land. It's flowing with milk and honey. It was a message of grace. The Israelites did nothing to earn it or to deserve it. They had just come out of Egypt. They did nothing to earn or to deserve God leading them out of Egypt. It was the grace of God. Say grace of God. Now, after God led them out, God wants to lead them into the land flowing with milk and honey. That again is grace. God is saying, I'm giving it to you. you. You did nothing to earn it, nothing to deserve it. I'm just giving it to you freely. Now, what I want you to do is send out 12 spies 
and I want you to send the 12 spies to go into the land. I want them to go on a reconnaissance mission. And I want them, as they go on this recon, to bring back evidence. Say evidence. I want them to bring back evidence from the land. And I want them to, to, I want them to bring back so much evidence that everybody can see that the land is good. And so they send out the 12 spies. And the 12 spies go into the land. And they spy out the land. And sure enough, they grab one cluster of grapes. And one cluster of grapes was a two-man lift. It took two humans, two grown men, to carry one cluster of grapes, and they're carrying it back, and they bring back the evidence. This is the land flowing with milk and honey. This is it. This is what God said. This is the land. This is it's flowing with milk and honey. It's amazing. The land. Is, but here's a problem. What's the problem? The land is inhabited by giants. The giants are called the Anakin. This is where George Lucas got the the name Anakin from. The the land is inhabited inhabited by Anakin. And out of the 12 spies, 10 of them said, no, man, we can't do it. The land has giants. Uh, I don't know. Maybe God said it's ours, but there's giants there and we would have to fight for it. And we can't even fight them. And watch this. Then they said, we're like grasshoppers in their in their eyes. Like this is what happens when you start walking in fear and doubt and unbelief. The devil would just make you think some crazy thoughts. He was like, they, he's like the giants see us like grasshoppers. How do you know that? How do, you, how do you know that? You're just making up stuff. And so they, they developed a grasshopper mentality. They said, we can't do it. But there were two out of the 12, Joshua and Caleb. They said, we are well able. If God said it's for us, then he's, he's more than the whole wide world against us. If God said it's ours, it's ours. We are well able to take possession of the land. Millions of people believe the 10 instead of the two. Millions of people died in the wilderness as a result. They missed out on God's best. Why? Because the gospel was preached unto us as well as unto them, but it didn't profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Listen, they didn't enter into God's rest. Two out of the 12 spies was like, man, I'm, I'm resting in the fact that God said this is our land. I'm resting. I don't care how, how big the giants are, giants fall. I, I just believe that if this is our land, it's our land. If God said it, then that settles it. I believe it. End of story. And whatever we got to do is we're going to do it. If God, God could cause the giants to kill themselves, well, we're going to kill them. I don't care what it is, but we're about to go take this land because God said. And so either you're going to live like that or you're not. Two out of the 12 spies believed God. They entered into God's rest. 10 out of the 12 spies put a no where God put a yes. And you know the story. Millions of people died as a result of it. So what does this mean for you today? That was all just the intro. <laughs> what does this mean for you today? I have a few things to share with you. Let me get those out of the way. You ready? All right, here we go. Number one, what does this mean for you today? Number one, God has offered you divine rest. Say, God has offered me rest. Put it in the chat. God has offered me rest. So let me talk about the rest that I'm talking about. So the father offered a supernatural rest to the Israelites. And the right of Hebrew says, guess what? They didn't take him up on that rest, but that offer still stands. He says that offer, uh, uh, the offer for rest will come at another day. That day is today. And so the offer still stands. When God, when I say rest, I don't mean rest like, oh, I'm going to go lay on the couch or what I do on Sunday afternoons after I eat, I take a nap. That's not the rest I'm talking about. I'm talking about God offers us a supernatural rest that, that becomes an internal power, an internal peace that enables you to maximize your purpose and potential. Now, with, without this internal peace, without the supernatural rest, it is far too easy to cross over into fear, doubt, and unbelief, and frustration. Frustration is a feeling of dissatisfaction, often accompanied by anxiety or depression, and it comes as a result of unfulfilled needs or unresolved problems. Now, so there are times where even as believers, you feel like you have unfulfilled needs and unresolved problems. You may feel perplexed, 
in despair, battling thoughts of depression, even suicide. And why? Because you're, you're meditating on the wrong thing. The father wants you to enter into his rest. If you enter into God's rest, then those thoughts will have no power over you. When you are truly resting in the divine rest of God, then, then the enemy can't get in. But if you don't enter into God's rest, the enemy will get in. He'll creep in. The enemy will give you thoughts of fear, doubt, and unbelief, frustration, and disillusionment. And what he'll do is he'll try to get you to lose heart, to relax the grip that you have on your faith, and to get frustrated. And before you know it, you're running the risk of giving up. Where before you had this great promise and you were a man of God or woman of God, and you had all of these things that you were believing God for, and now you don't believe God for anything. Why? Because you lost your rest and you lost your peace. But now when you have internal rest, I'm talking about supernatural rest, the highest form of faith is rest. I'm entering into God's rest. Now, when you have that peace in your heart, watch this, you, you are able to develop endurance, perseverance, and patience. Put it in the chat. Say, I develop endurance, perseverance, and patience. And when you develop endurance, perseverance, and patience, which are all required for you to become a success in God's eyes, you're going to believe God for the long haul. You will not be moved by anything that Satan does. You are steadfast and unmovable. No matter what happens on the outside, you are at rest on the inside. Say amen to that. Number two, God's grace is accessed with your faith. So God's grace, I've taught you this like a gazillion times. It's, it's your faith is God's grace. God's grace is accessed with your faith. Let me teach. God freely offers you his promises by grace. Grace, remember, is unearned, is undeserved, is unmerited. That's what he did with the Israelites in the text. They did nothing to earn or deserve them getting out of Egypt. It was grace. Then God says, I'm giving you this land. I take you out of, I'm leading you into. That was grace. And, and the same thing. That's how God does with us. God made plans for you. Look, look, let me explain this to you specifically. Look at me. God made plans for you individually before you were born. So you obviously did nothing to earn or deserve those plans. You weren't, you weren't even around to do anything. God's destiny for your life is not performance-based because he settled it before you, you were even around to perform. And so obviously it was an act of God's unearned and free grace. Say grace, right? Not only that, but the promises of God found in the word of God, these promises were written before you were born. And, and, and you did nothing to earn or deserve those promises either. So when you're reading the promises of God, these promises were written before you were born, so they're not performance-based for you. They were written and they were offered to you by God's unmerited favor, his unearned grace. And so now the offer of the promises are made by grace. That's God's part. You and I have to believe it by faith. We have to believe what God planned for us from the foundations of the world. We have to believe what God believes about us. We have to believe in our destiny and we have to believe the promises of God that are written in the word of God. We have to do all of that by faith. God did everything by grace. The Israelites in the text failed to mix faith with what they heard. And as a result, millions of people died in the wilderness. They missed out on God's best. I don't want this to be you. I don't want it to be me. We must hear what God says through the filter of faith. We must see what God is revealing through the lens of faith. Why? Because we're the just and we're called to live by faith. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, it is impossible to please God without faith. And the word impossible in the text means impossible. It, it, you cannot please God without faith. So God does everything he does for you by grace. We do everything in response to God's grace with our faith. Say amen to that. I'm just teaching because you got to understand this. Number three, but there's a connection between faith and rest. I'll make that connection. Number three, 
just because God promised it, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have to fight for it. And many times your fight is going to be a fight of faith. Put in the chat, I fight the fight of faith. As a believer, you're going to be in faith fights. You're going to be in faith fights for your family, for your children, for your finances, for your career, your business. You are going to be in many faith fights and you're going to have to fight the fight of faith. The nation of Israel had to engage in a physical fight, right? They were dealing with the Anakin to take possession of the land. But most of the time for us today, we're talking about a spiritual fight. We're talking about the fight of faith. And when you believe in God for something, it, it may take a long time before it manifests. While you're believing God for something and you know God said it, it may take a long time before it manifests. But at the end of the day, you're going to have to stand in faith and not be moved. And this is where divine rest comes in. This is where I'm teaching the connection between faith and rest. In Hebrews chapter 4 and 11, we're looking at Hebrews chapter 4 today. In verse 11, the writer goes on to say, let us labor to enter into that rest. In other words, labor, work, to enter into that rest, not working. We have to work on not working. Resting in God is not easy. We, we have to enter into God's rest, and that's not always the easiest thing to do because the enemy wants to get you over into fear and fret and frustration, but you can't allow him to. On the inside, while you're waiting on God, you enter into God's rest. You have to believe that God is going to do what he said he's going to do in your life. You go into your prayer closet, you see one thing. You come out of your prayer closet, man, you're like dealing with the realities of this present world and you can't get frustrated. You can't allow the devil to get you over into fear, doubt, and unbelief. Because if he can, it, watch this. Another thing the devil wants you to do is, is he wants you to put your hands on something. He wants you, the devil wants you to put your hands on something that God told you to wait. The, the devil wants you to put your hands on something that God said, no, I'm taking care of that. And if you start putting your hands on stuff, if you start becoming impatient and you start meddling with stuff that God told you, don't touch it. There's things that God that God says, go. And when God says, go, you got to go. But there's things that God said, no, I got that. And if God says, I got that, don't put your hands on it. The devil wants you to go meddle with stuff that God says, don't touch. Because once you start meddling with stuff, then you're going to you're gonna sow bad seed. And if you sow a bad seed like Abraham did, him and his wife had a baby. Him and his wife had a baby that they were not supposed to have. And that that didn't cause a denial, but it did cause a delay. And so, so if you mess around so bad, see, you may not be denied, but you will be delayed. And here you are delaying your blessing because you're putting hands on stuff that God told you not to touch. At the end of the day, you have to enter into God's rest. And I know it's not easy. While you're waiting on God, you must work on not working. Say this, say it out loud. I work on not working. Listen, if God tells me to go, I'll go. But until God tells me to go, I have to cast the care of it over to God. And I don't give a care. Like, don't, don't be taking on care for something that God said I got. If God said, I got it, don't then, then let it go. Cast those cares over to God. His promises will manifest in his timing. When the, when the negative thoughts enter your mind, because they will come, say in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, the Bible says that we can take control of every negative thought. We can bring those thoughts captive until the obedience of Christ. Say this, say it out loud. I tell my feelings how to feel, and I tell my mind what to think about. I tell my feelings how to feel, and I tell my mind what to think about. I'm taking control of my life. Why? Because I have the power to do it. My spirit tells my soul what to do. And the church said amen. Say amen to that. All right? And then number four, lastly, the last one for today, and then I'll let you go. Um, if God expects you to fight, he's already given you the grace to win. If God expects you to fight, then doggone it. I only fight the fight of faith and the fight of faith, the good fight of faith. What's a good fight? The good fight is the one I win. I only go into fights and I know I'm going to win. If God gives you the grace to fight, then doggone it, you're going to win. God expected the Israelites to go and conquer the Anakin. The Anakin were giants. 
The Anakin, there was giants in the land, but God said, it doesn't matter how big they are because they're not bigger than me. If I'm for you, I'm more than the whole world against you. God expects you to fight. And sometimes you're going to have to fight. And when you go into this fight, and I'm not talking about a physical fight, I'm talking about a spiritual fight. God will never expect you to do something that he has not equipped you to do. He was telling the nation of Israel, you are well able because I'm with you. God will never expect you to do something that he has not equipped you to do. Whatever he expects you to do, he equips you to do. But whatever he equips you to do, he expects you to do. So God is on you and in you and with you and for you. There's some things God has given you the grace for. He expects you to go do it now. He expects you to go do it. He expects you to get out of you what God deposited in you from the foundations of the world. God had already given the Israelites the land. He had already given them the grace to fight. He wanted them to go. But the text says, the gospel was preached unto us as well as unto them, but it didn't profit them not being mixed with faith. And then that hurt it. They didn't have to fight. They didn't have the faith to fight. They, they, millions of people died in the wilderness and they did not experience God's best because they didn't have faith to believe what God said. Please don't let this be you. At, at the end of the day, I want you to believe what God believes about you. I want you to walk in God's best. I want you to open up your heart to God's supernatural empowerment, this grace to do what it's already on you to do it. So let me say this as I close. I want you to look at me. Face your challenge head on. Face it in faith, knowing that God's grace is already on you to win. If God is telling you to do, God is not going to lead you to fail. God is going to lead me to win. And, and watch this. Or let me say this. Or say this out loud. If it doesn't look like I'm winning, then the battle is not over. See, if it doesn't look like I'm winning, then I'm just going to keep fighting because there's, there's no the only way I can lose is if I quit and there's no quit in me. So I'm going to keep going until I win because God told me to go and God didn't send me into this fight to fail. And so I'm trusting in God. I'm entering into God's rest. And when you enter into God's rest, watch this. You're not moved. You're not moved by anything. You have a supernatural peace on the inside. You're steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know your labor is not in vain. In the Lord. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Listen, when you're resting, rest will feed your faith and starve your doubts. When you're resting and you're meditating on God's word, you will feed your faith. You will starve your doubts. Say amen to that. Speak this over your life as we close. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I now see the type of divine rest that is possible through your word and through your spirit. You have offered me this rest by grace. I access this rest with my faith. I enter into your rest today and I allow your rest to enter into me. I receive the word, I mix it with faith, I apply it to my life and I rest every step of the way. I trust you with my whole heart. I believe you can do all things through me. And so my faith enables me to rest in your promises. When the enemy attempts to get me outside of your rest, I resist every negative thought and I bring them captive unto the obedience of Christ. I will not allow myself to get outside of your rest. I live in a stress-free environment. I am in you and you are in me. I am in your rest and your rest is in me. This is how I embrace your grace to face challenges head on 
and to fight and win. This is how I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. Don't you want my notes? You get the notes for free. Come on now. Go to todaysword.org. Click on the big red subscribe button. Put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. Tell me how this message was a blessing to you. I like to read that. Right now, just write me something. And then number two, share this message. Before you go, share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, I published a book and several journals, and we also have Grace Life gear. You can find all of that information at rickpina.co. Go to rickpina.co, and that's your one-stop shop to be able to access all of the products and apparel that we have available for you. Thank you for being a blessing to us, and we pray that we continue to be a blessing to you.